Ladies and gentlemen, the answer to your prayers is here. This is Ariella Nix, and you are listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. What's going on, folks? And thank you for uh, tuning in to our Flaming Hot Topic series. Um, and obviously, if you're hearing this early and first, that means you are a Patreon member of the Big Go Belt podcast. Um, and as always, we definitely appreciate your contributions to helping us keep the lights going and uh, continue to bring um, entertainment for you guys each and every week. But this week on Flaming Hot Topic is a really, really um sensitive subject that we talked about on our last episode 275 uh to the 275th episode and we did say we were going to talk about more extensively and that is hashtag standing up or i'm also seeing hashtags uh, well i keep saying standing up speaking Speaking out. out and speak out are the two hashtags that's being used um which is basically within the wrestling community um their way of by me too uh where different talent within the um professional wrestling world have coming out about uh sec about being sexually assaulted and um and and other forms of uh of abuse uh but um we're going to get into that a little deep and again um before we even get started with it we definitely just want to really sympathize with the victims here victims and survivors shall i say uh, of the people who who are going through this who are coming forth uh sharing their stories you guys are really truly the mvps you guys are doing a lot for the community in ways you just have no clue because while you are a voice right now to be able to do so there's someone else who's stumbling on their words that does not and does and am not sure is not sure um, how they can move forward with theirs and you're just a little bit of inspiration to them to us and to many other people that's going through this um but we're going to kind of start about what has coming out. We're not going to sit here and speculate. We're not going to sit here and compile a, a, a dirt sheet list of everything that's going on. We're just going to talk about what we know um, and just try to uh, put some positivity out there on and shed some light on this batter. So um, as we know, things kind of started coming out either yesterday or the day before, Will. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. Say, is what I was, yeah, so two days ago, because yesterday is when everything really blew up. 24 hours after the fact but it was wednesday that the allegations came out against david Starr that really got the ball rolling on this yeah. with ex-girlfriends of his speaking to uh how their relationship with was with him between manipulation and abuse and different things like that and them coming forward and him publicly replying to it and the way he handled that whole situation i think that kind of sparked a quite a reaction it seems yeah and it showed people that like oh hey this stuff that's happened to me it's happened to her and 
here's this guy acting the same way that's happened to me from other people in the business. And it seems like that just really like got people wanting to talk and share their stories. And in the last 24 hours now, like you were saying to James, there's just a lot of stuff coming out about a lot of different people. And as we mentioned last night on the show, when we discussed this, it's touching every darn company in the world right now. There yeah. is people being named all across the globe. The, the yeah. Brit wrestling scene particularly has just been painted with a wide brush to the point that like it's 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 frightening almost the yeah. amount of stuff that's being that's coming out of there um yeah and, and, and i i think it's worth noting that you know david star um a really uh well-known independent wrestler um out of the uk uh, territory uh has really been vocal about other things his stance about independent wrestling unionizing wrestling and so forth so uh, you know, if you've never heard of him, he is somebody that within the independent scenes is well known. Uh, but much like Will said, with him being on the independent scenes, there are people um, coming out to uh, share their stories about people on all scales, all promotions. Um, so it's literally happening on every parts of the pro- professional wrestling uh, world and community. Um, and, you know, a lot of people as well are coming to the support of people on all different aspects of it as well, too. So like I said, it, it is just a lot that's going on uh, with, with, with this uh, subject matter right now, Damien. And it's a very sensitive topic, you know, that stands to reason. Uh, we, we saw the snowball starting to happen when we did last night's show. And now, you know, you wake up now to the news almost as if it's, you know, circulating overnight, uh, I just want to take a minute to just let people know that, you know, the the, the people coming out and speaking out, you know, I, I know we all feel that we we feel their pain. We empathize, we sympathize uh, and we applaud them. Uh, what what has me concerned all around and it's the court of public opinion. Uh, I know people are sharing screenshots and they're telling their stories and that is brave. And as someone who who is a victim of sexual assault in his past, like I understand the value uh, of doing that. But what I'm really scared of is the retaliatory element to the people who are posting uh, the, mm-hmm. the women and the small amount of men who are posting their stories uh, may not be exempt from retribution legally personally i've seen people mention wrestlers by name who are in wwe you know who work for aew and whenever there's a power dynamics involved where where a person of a quote-unquote higher echelon is involved there's there's more at play than just the act you know the act in itself is deplorable but the court of public opinion and the twitter mob as we like to talk about uh that could be just as just as painful to experience when you have one or two people in your DM saying picks or it didn't happen or mm-hmm. where's the proof or yep. you're just wanting attention. Uh, I'll be the first to admit, I saw two, two tweets from, from Candy Cartwright this morning and immediately there was a whole bunch of dudes just mm-hmm. jumping in and saying, well, you shouldn't have hooked up with him because he was married. So that was on you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll, people. Yeah. Like, remember, sexual like, assault you, happened. 
Yeah, That's yeah. and uh, it's like, hello, uh, you really, really don't know what's going on in the wrestling business. Then, if you're holding up that as some kind of standard, yeah. like, like, hey, this is invalid because they were married. No, I'm sorry, yeah, that's got nothing to do with anything. No, and it takes two to tango. Lord yeah. and, and 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 another thing too, like I'm not even going to sit here and give any type of attention to people who's making burner accounts right here to <laughs> say stuff oh, yeah. that's happening. Um, and and I, and I just don't really agree with some people's positions in this, where people are trying to add fuel to the fire. Um, as as you said, Damien, trying to um put the victims on trial. Uh, in in the case of Twitter public opinion, you know what I mean. And it's just not right. You it it should never ever have to be that in, in that that sort. It you know one person already has to go through the event, and you know may not even understood understand what the event was to relive that nightmare, to recount that nightmare over and over what they could have did different, blaming themselves and so on. And then the fact that they take a little bit of courage, oh shit, a lot of bit, a lot of courage mm-hmm. to come out to tell their story. Um, their story was to help the countless other people who were not able to tell their story. Um, and then again, have to live through it again because now you have to prove to these other dickheads mm-hmm. you know it's just it's really it's really it's 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 um it's it's really sad i i can't really it's, it's a lot of words i can think of actually but it's just <laughs> it's flat out really really sad and um you know i i think that my first thing i really wanted to talk about was that i really appreciate the veterans in the business who are standing up uh for everybody uh people like um, Mia Yim and people like Shaza McKenzie, people like Faye Jackson, um, who have been big advocates to this for years and years. And they they let it known that, you know, it's not going down on their watch and they're going to continue to um, breed this community to be a better place. Um, and they're and they're and they are very approachable people for any of these people to be able to go to and and um, and share their stories with. Now, with that being said. I'm saying that as a fan and a friend of these people, mm-hmm. the people that's in these business, they know that these doors are open for them to go there and talk to them without a doubt. So mm-hmm. if you take that into consideration and then they still come out publicly on their Twitter, what do you think the purpose of that is? Because they're trying to bring awareness to it. They're not trying right. to hide anything. You know what I mean? And that's 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 really the positive factor that you look at it about it. Even though it's, it's absolutely sensitive and, and, and heinous things that are happening, these women are showing, uh, excuse me, these wrestlers and, and professionals, uh, both men and women, um, are coming out and showing the courage to to risk everything to help others. And that that says a lot. That really yeah. does. Because they can make burner accounts. <laughs> yeah. To, to go back to how this all started with David Starr two days ago, the reason that story resonated was because you immediately had other girls seeing that story and they were like, oh, I was involved with him, too. And he did similar things. And that's what got the ball rolling was people started seeing their stories reflected in other people. And so when people when it grew beyond him. And it turned into, okay, now there's this person. 
oh, this one time this guy did this. This one time a person who trained me did this. Or this one time I was on the road and this happened. Or one time I was at this show and this happened. Whether it became wrestlers coming forward with other stories, fans coming forward with other stories. The whole thing became, that first day at least, about people sharing their stories and it, it essentially jogging other people's memories and being like, oh, yeah this happened or, Oh yeah, this happened. I never felt comfortable talking about it for at least 24 hours there. Everyone seemed really supportive and there was a lot of just people coming forward, sharing their stories. And it was, I think a real cathartic experience for a lot of people this morning. That seemed to change when I woke up this morning, it seemed like things took a shift overnight to what Damien was mentioning. And what you were talking about too, James, where now the tone has turned to you have a lot of people playing the whole game of, oh, yo, you're saying that happened. I need proof. Yeah. You need to show it. And mm-hmm. then the problem then becomes when they do show something, if they show screenshots, if they happen to have something they can show that's tangible beyond just saying what their story is and maybe someone vouching for them if they're lucky. If they show something, then that's called into question. It's like, oh, you fake those screenshots. Yeah. That's not real. That's not a real app you're showing those in. So it's like, okay, you people, there's people who have their mind made up from the beginning. Maybe they don't like the, the, the name of who's being accused is someone they don't want to see being accused. So they're going to make that wall, they're going to make that benchmark that much higher to have to prove it. And, I and think it's, that, it's, 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 it's sad. It, it's, it's really ridiculous. A lot of the stuff I'm seeing today. And you're absolutely right. And the, you hit the nail on the head with the, it's the person that they didn't want it to happen to being the mm-hmm. accused. And now it's, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Because when we go back to the David Starr getting the, you know, the ball rolling on this, his situation, he was reviled by a lot of people in the wrestling yeah. industry in the States. Uh, yes. male and female alike. So the fact that people were coming out against him, and I'm not trying to say, hey, you know, good, you know, good for you, David Starr, for getting, you know, chat sh- on. It was an easier pill for people. It was to an take. easier pill to swallow, right? But yeah. certain people who have come out in the last names have come out in the last 12 hours, literally. Uh, now is when you see, and I'm going to say this tongue in cheekly. Now you're going to see the bro types that are going mm. to come out and they're going to defend their faves. And I talk about fave culture all the time. And we've talked about it where fans are short for fanatic. So when you co- go over to the home team and you start coming at the home team, that's when people are going to say, well, well, wait a minute. So now, you know, uh, t- Tommy boy fan over there, if you're going after their favorite wrestler or athlete or whatever the case may be, now they feel like they have an ownership stake to stick up for said person as if they've known them for 20 mm-hmm. to 30 years. And even <laughs> if they did, your friend can still F up. So yeah. exactly. That, exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I mentioned earlier that today it's like, you know, you can think you know somebody, you can like how someone is as a performer, you can like the public persona they put forward, you can know that they have a family and have kids and all this stuff, you can know all of that. What you don't know is how they are behind closed doors. Yeah, You do not know how they are in every moment of their life. Yep. Someone could be great publicly and an absolute nightmare when they yep. get home. Yep. You do not know. But I mean, there's a lot of people who think they know. Mm-hmm. And that's like the real frustrating where people being like, well, they would never do that. So you don't know that. Yep. You have no and, way of knowing that. 
and, and, and here's the thing, because you guys know I'm really big in the media and I've been reviewing a ton of projects over the last two months. And the one project that I have gotten the most attention on for my review, not in a bad way, but just because of what the nature is, it's a Jeffrey Epstein uh, series on Netflix. And it is crazy that when you hear testimony by people who work for him around him said, I had no clue. He was like that. He was like the nicest guy. He is the epitome of the walking devil. If you ask me, mm-hmm. regardless of what everybody want to think about his conspiracy theory and dying and whatever it may be or whatever, but you got people who glorified this guy mm-hmm. and this guy not only was he sexually targeting women, but underage women, kidnapping mm-hmm. them in this sense and completely ruining their lives. So to Will's point, it it, it is it's 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 tragic how on surf on surface level, sure he could have been a good guy, but you have no damn clue what he was doing on Rape Island. His his private island where he took all these people to, and some never seen their family for years. And it's the same thing that goes across the board, whether you're as rich. And as uh as famous as uh as, as uh, Jeffrey Epstein was, or if you're just an independent wrestler or Joe Smo, you just never really know who somebody really is behind closed doors. Um, you really can only take it at face value. But at the good at at the same time too, that's not to discredit that there are good people out here that mm-hmm. really try to do positive things and create positive atmospheres around them, but before you're getting ready to vouch for somebody, please know who you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Because it costs you zero. I feel like this is a Damien quote, but it costs you zero to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, especially, <laughs> and especially given this whole situation where you have people in the business who have kept quiet so long because they were in a position where they felt it would hurt their career. Yep. Where it would where it would harm their their, you know, progression in things, because so much of this is about power. So much of this is about people in positions of power taking advantage of, of situations. If you look yep. through the hashtag, look through the stories out there. So many of them are like young girls talking about, well, when I first started training, yep. this older guy took advantage of me because mm-hmm. he had me in a position where he was going to show me the way. Yep. I couldn't afford to say no because this is the only opportunity I had. And, and it's about I, power. It's a power dynamic. And I just want to jump in there really quick. The, the, the term the way is what has to be broken here mm-hmm. because there is this misconception of what the way is in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing against these um, young, really ambitious people who want to be wrestlers, nothing against them. It's about the older generation, give it back, breaking the chains, letting them know that this, although generations, this is how they did it. That's not going to fly now. I'm, I'm loving people talking about putting in policies into place so yes. that it's on paper that you understand what no tolerance means across the board. And I think that, you know, when I, even me, you know, as a fan that has friends in the business, you know, you hear things where it's just like, well, you do this because that's how it is. Or like you work this and this may happen or whatever it may be. And I mean, these are ethical things, obviously. And idea of showing up to a show with your gear, but you may not work your show, but you may get something, but you may not get something. Stuff like that to the to the to the normal degree is where the norm is there, where all these things just have to just change. It has to be started. The conversation has to start starting where these things shouldn't be happening. It should not be, you know. 
um, minors because rest wrestlers are starting younger and younger where minors are left alone in position with some of these older guys, which is completely unsafe because that's the way. And because he can enforce his will and saying like, well, this is how it has to be and so forth. It, all the all the ideas of what the <clears throat> excuse me what the norm is this has to be discussed and changed and every and a lot more safety precautions and protocols need to be put into place to protect everybody who wants to venture into being a prof- professional wrestling and is again it's nothing against these uh, young ambitious young ambitious talent who went in there and they thought because they were talking to a vet that this was ideally how it is where that statement now has to be challenged all across the board where you have to say that doesn't seem right just because it's wrestling doesn't mean this is an exception to right and wrong. And it just shows, it goes to show too, where when people are documenting and recounting these things on their, on their snapshots and when they're we're posting it, a, a similar theme keeps popping up about vets. It's, Hey, they came to me, they critiqued my match. Then they, st- I gave them my number. Then they started reaching out at random mm-hmm. times of the day. And then it got a little risque knowing that I was in a relationship or so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And then when you see the text messages back and forth, as a person who works in psychology for a living, it's disgusting to see the seeds that are planted by the predator types who are literally just like, Hey, saw your match. Thought it was okay. If you ever need feedback, hit me up. And then when they ask for feedback, mm-hmm. it turns to, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? Then it turns to, hey, if you want me to teach you some moves. And it's like, right. oh, mm-hmm. it just feels dirty yep. to watch this play out. And uh, just the fact that we all cover this, you know, we love it as wrestling in general as fans. But this is where hero worship goes a little too far over that way because there has to be a separation. I think we've talked about this on numerous shows. You can appreciate the art of wrestling for what a person has done, but if they're a shitty character, I'm sorry, man, all support ends, you know, for you right then and there. So when I see the lecherous types get exposed, it's more, man, how long has this really been going on? Exactly. You know, and I know we watched Dark Side of the Ring and we know about the past histories of the carnyism of wrestling. But man, even in the last 20 years, when you see random names like, oh, oh, that person was trash. Oh, okay. And then you have the stories and the, the, the recountings and just, oh, man, I don't as a fan and as someone who's covered this, it makes me feel dirty to know that this has happened it makes me feel even worse as a human to know that what these women and, and young young women and young men are going through just it pains me to my core. Honestly. Yeah. And what becomes really concerning is as we've seen these threads come out that Damien was just talking about with like the people who actually have screenshots of text messages that they've saved luckily and thought ahead to be like, you know, this happened years ago, but I saved these screenshots of what was going on. When you see that predatory behavior where it's very clear that, oh, someone's got a routine here. Mm -hmm. This is a shtick that they do with their trainees where it's like, oh, I'm going to go after this girl. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to say this. Let me help you out. Oh, maybe I can spend some extra time with you and do this and help you with some moves. Oh, and then I'm going to start texting you at, you know, middle of the night on different times. Oh, I just got home from a show. Just it becomes very clear that. People that are doing this, it ain't their first time. They've done it before. So it's like 
that's why it's so important for people to speak up about this because if it's happened to you, it's gotta have happened to others, and there's a darn good chance it's still happening. So you gotta break the cycle at some point. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to say before we wrap up for the day. And the first thing I want to say is just challenging the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very important. And, you know, uh, I think something else is rethinking what you think, you know, it's also a really big theme here um, on this subject matter. But in the, in the eye of positivity, I, I, I love to, I would love to continue to see people come out and speak out to help others, whether it's them recounting their events or just challenging change. Um, I would love to see more diversity within the independent wrestling businessing, not just the wrestlers, but actually the ones who run, promote, book, all the stuff like that. I would love to see more di- diversity there. Um, you know, uh, Lolo from Primetime is a prime example mm-hmm. of, of, of diversity to the utmost scale because I remember when we first started talking, I remember her telling me like, you know, she would come in the locker room and would think of things that, you know, it would normally not be accustomed to being in a locker room. And I thought like, well, that's just fantastic because, you know, when you have that mindset and you have people that aren't just wrestling based centric, cause she wasn't bred into the business. Right. She learned it and she, and she challenged it in other words. And, and, all, and ultimately we're talking about primetime pro wrestling being a staple in the wrestling business in 2020. So, you know, more people like that, that comes in, um, that are, that, that really diversifies the locker room, which ultimately creates a safe space for everybody. Um, you know, I, I want to make it clear when I say everybody, because although a lot of women are coming out, there's, you know, people in the LGBT community mm-hmm. that needs the protection. Males need protection. Um, you know, everybody it's, it's, it's a we want a positive space for everybody and not just workers, but for fans, too, because we, you know, should be able to go there, have a good time, leave and, you know, and can't wait for the next event. Never have to be you know fearful for our life, uh, um, uncomfortable or any of that sort. None of that should be involved in this. A lot of people um, live and die for wrestling. A lot of us consume it to get us you know, out of our norm of our nine to fives, but we all look into this community for something positive. And that's just the way we want to see things continue to go. Um, And, you know, conversations like this uh, that people are having all over social media and so forth, bringing awareness, uh, promotions, uh, making a stance for what they're not going to tolerate and cutting ties with people and stuff. These are the type of things um, that are just going to push things into the future. I don't care what anybody says. A thousand people could come out and talk about cases and a 10,000 people could be accused of things, but wrestling is never going to die. <laughs> it's never going to die. It's going to continue to go. And the idea is for it to continue to go and flourish on a positive note. But it just takes a little bit of conversations uh, to be able to do so. Because a lot of it's systemic. You know, when we talk about this stuff, when from the uh, the policies from policing the talent internally, letting the quote unquote boys and girls handle it themselves, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time when as a fan we were more worried about just fans not being dicks. You know, now we have to worry about everybody being essentially a predator of some sort. 
um, you know, I, the, the common misconception that most uh, wrestling fans get is that they're creepy because they're wrestling fans. No, being a wrestling fan doesn't make you creepy. Being a predator makes you creepy. Being someone who tracks down someone's actual home address, not their P.O. box, that makes it creepy. Stopping people at an airport at four in the morning and trying to get photos with them and following them home, that makes you creepy. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Damn, Damn, I Being a say- stalker makes you creepy. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, and you know what, too? Just to be very honest, something I've been thinking about and 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 pondering on, on and off for like the last couple of years is that People legitimately needs to know uh, not only what's right and what's wrong, but what lines do you just do not cross? Learn about mm-hmm. spacing. I know the word social distancing is so popular right now, but it's literally can be applied on so many scales. Knowing when not to infiltrate somebody's personal space. It's a lot of different things that need to be talked about. Um, you know, the like small things that can just, you know, ultimately be detrimental to somebody you know, taking a picture with them, getting too close to them, where's your hands at and stuff like yeah, that. Geez, these we, these type of conversations. We've seen all the creepy photos of the meet and greets mm-hmm. with the WWE ladies with, with people just like, practically trying to take prom photos with them. Mm-hmm. Get, leaning on them as much as they possibly can and it's like mm-hmm. security need to step in there and be like, hold up, hold up, hold up, back, back and, it up, back it up. You know what I mean? And you know what it is? Some people just don't have home training. People no. really just don't. And they think because you paid the price that yeah. you're entitled for whatever uh-huh. you want. Yeah, it, it's it's there's a lot of like boundaries that people just do not seem to understand. And yeah. whether it be fans, whether it be trainers, whether it be wrestlers, wrestlers and other wrestlers, it's just the 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 power dynamic where there's the paying customer or the power dynamic of a trainee and who they're training, who their teacher is, or even just in a company, a booker. And the people working on it with the idea of like, you know, whether it's going to get you a push or something. And to go back to what, you know, we, we focus so much on, you know, this being involving, you know, women in the wrestling business, which go back to what two James is saying. And that this, this is affecting everybody because we did have stories involved in all this of guys having to be approached about things and being approached about, Hey, if you do this, these opportunities might come up. So it's it's affecting everybody. This isn't just something where women are being taken advantage of because there's also very much guys in the business being taken advantage of. If there's an opportunity, unfortunately, there are predators who will try to take advantage of anyone. So it's something that everyone in wrestling should be concerned with right now because you don't know when it could be you. Right. It could be you next. You don't know. It's happening no. at all levels. It's happening in every darn company. So and, and just to tweak that just a little bit, it could be you next or could just be you now. You're not even aware. And that's why these conversations are important. That's Mm -hmm. important. What you just said, it might be you now because there's a lot of people right now who still either a haven't shared their stories on Mm -hmm. the other side of the coin. There's people who are are crapping their pants right now, praying and hoping that their own, you know, their own stuff doesn't get leaked or their dirty laundry Mm -hmm. doesn't get let out. Uh, I I want just people to know y'all can miss me with that grooming people early thing that needs to stop because that's just if you're 35 40 in our age bracket and you have a 16 year old trainee and you're still hitting on them that's a problem man that's that's a problem i don't care what country you're in i don't care what the legal age is we're just talking about the fact that you are an older adult 
who someone is putting their trust in you, like a teacher-student thing, like when we go to school and you're taking advantage of that, that is trash. Miss me with that whole, it doesn't, you know, it depends on what country you're in. Stop that. Yeah. No, you know exactly what you're doing if you're making those moves in that situation. You know yeah. exactly what you're doing. And to go back to what we were saying earlier, I'm sure you're doing that on a regular basis. That, that's part of your MO. I think mm-hmm. that's one of those boundaries that one, once you cross that line, I think that's something that becomes a repeat a thing. It becomes right. it becomes part of your what you're looking to do on a regular basis, in my experience. Uh, where this is going to end up, I don't know. But it's good that at least people are talking. People are getting their stories out. And it's, 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 it's sparked a discussion. And hopefully it'll spark some yep. changes. That's the most I think we can hope for right now. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, I think with everything that's happening in the world with the pandemic, um, uh, protests from all over the world, um, I think it's very clear that people want to come together in unity. And I I, I said this to n- numerous friends of mine um, speaking about Black Lives Matter. And I said, hey, you know, this is just the beginning, because yep. when you're talking about the fight for equality and rights and stuff right next door. Is the LGBT community rights, women, and it's all follow suit. This all follow suits. And and it gets it gets it gets much deeper because while you know a lot of people are seeing uh being exposed to this on a fandom level, you're seeing some of your fans and your and the business that you're a fan of, uh um, and you're drawing interest to that. When you start getting down to it on the criminal injustice uh system level. You'll just see truly, truly how deep this is. And, um, you know, and that's why, like Will said, it is it's it's no better time than now to be having these conversations to just uh, really get get getting these conversations going to bring awareness to it and and, and moving forward with the fight to really uh, bring um, get rid of the evil, shall I say. So um, I have nothing else on this. Um, I am going to say that I do. I really do not wish that we have to see more stories of this but we know the nature of things and we know it's verily and highly likely that we will so we're do, for me uh and behalf of everybody on the big old belt uh podcast and media team uh we, we 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 really do have our hearts for everybody that's going through this and um you know uh we 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 it's, it's emotional for all of us on different scales. All, we, all our own personal lives. You know, Will has a daughter. Um, uh, with, and excuse me, Will. I'm going to say Will again. And Damien, who's a, a therapist who frequently works and have to deal with uh, his clients and, and so forth. And me, myself, which I really don't talk about in my personal life much, raised by two women. So I've heard these stories of me growing up. And, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit too young, but they exposed me to these things early. And to think that parents who were going through this back in that time and 2020 here we go you know what i mean and even something that we we we, we draw interest to in professional wrestling where we think it's just all fun and everyone's just living their best dreams just the evil side to it and that's really the sad reality to it so um but yeah that's my sign off on this you guys got anything to say we can wrap it up honestly just it, it just hurts my my spirit as a as you know a wrestling fan, um, a supporter of wrestling, uh, as a human. It just I'm glad people are 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 speaking their truth and they're feeling power in that because commonality and community leads to 
feeling secure enough to take that leap. So I applaud everyone that's taking their 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 effort and their energy and their time to actually come out and speak their truth. And to those who are still on the fence about it, your day will come to feel comfortable to speak that truth. Do not feel pressured that you have to come out with your stuff now if you don't mm-hmm. feel right. Because I've seen a lot of people say, hey, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. No rush. Yep. That's perfectly fine not to be ready yet. You, That's something you do on your own timetable when you're ready to do it. I think to sum this up, we're coming out of this pandemic slowly. Wrestling shows are slowly starting to happen. The timing's really good for this conversation because coming off this break, this is a time to make some changes. Shows I've been running for months now. So I think this is a conversation that wrestlers, fans, wrestling offices, people in the running these companies, this is something they can look at and something to start figuring out. Hey, as we start coming up again, as we start getting back together and trying to do shows, how can we do this different? How can we make this better? How we can make this a safer environment? And who should we be looking at as a, you know, people that we don't want in our locker rooms that have shown themselves now, or we've known about for a long time. And now's the time to finally make some changes. So let's do better folks. This is the time to do it. No time like today. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we're going we're gonna to get out of here and to everybody listen. much peace, love and happiness and everybody have a good rest of your day. OK, what's going on, everybody? So we are going to do something um, that's kind of been weighing on my heart for a little bit. And I reached out to a friend because I feel like um, with everything that's happening right now with hashtag speaking out, which, you know, I talked about on my weekly show already. Um, about the um, numerous, and I know a lot of people are calling them victims, yet survivors of sexual assault and um, sexual abuse and harassment within the wrestling community. And I just feel like with a lot of the messages and story that is coming out, I feel like talking to a survivor and um, being able to hear directly and being able to put out an educational piece about this was really important. So I had to ring up my friend and she decided she'll do it. And the platform is all hers to talk wherever she wants to go with this. Um, I just want to make this very clear. This is not anything for anybody that's looking for scoops, names, or any type of further harassment, shall I say, um, and trying to collaborate a story. That's not what you're going to get here. Uh, but without well, with, without that being said, Miss Ariella Annette, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Happy Juneteenth, by the way. Yes, happy Juneteenth, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how are you feeling otherwise? How's everything going in the world? I mean, it's been a very, very, um, it's been, a, a lot has gone on in the world, in your um, in your career, in the wrestling community. I'm just like week after week, it's just not letting up. But uh, I guess with that being said, like I said, how, how are you doing all together? Um, I'm okay overall. I mean, you know, like you said, it's a lot been going on the past couple of months between COVID, Black Lives Matter, and all these like deaths, and mm-hmm. now with everything in the wrestling community and all like the um, these cases, um, accusations and stuff coming out. It's a lot, you yeah. know. So it's overwhelming. But you know, on the front, I'm okay overall. Good, good. I, I said it on the show, and I'll say it to you directly now. Um, your courage is just unparalleled. And um, 
it was just emotional because you've 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 been my friend for as long as I've known you. And every time I see you, it's nothing but smiles and we're just cracking up with each other. You witnessed me never get my food at Buffalo Wild Wings and we <laughs> joked about that forever. And I just can't imagine, you know, because not that it's profiled by a particular type or person or anything, because it can literally happen to anybody, but it's just um somebody that's always just been so kind to me, just being able to see you recount an event that's been so close to you and, and, and hurtful and, and traumatizing. So I say, um, it really, it really, really broke me down. And I just, mm-hmm. like I said on the show, I love you. And you know, mm-hmm. by all means and necessary purposes, me as a friend, me personally, me, my show, my platform, anything we ever, ever can do, we're here for you. Oh, I love you too. Stop it. <laughs> it's the truth. Just, you know, but, um, like I said, you're, you 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 had your um you came out with your post uh, about three thirty yesterday, and it's there for everybody to check it out on Twitter, Ariel and Nick's. Um, um, and obviously you can search by hashtag speaking out as well. But um, like I said, I I you know when I chatted to you, I along with the the courage and doing so, I told you like I, this is just the beginning because. Um, while you've been in the business, you shared the locker room with talent from all over the world, whether it's people that are green as day or people that has been 10, 15 years plus. You've wrestled some of the best people. You worked in good back. You, you worked in good locker rooms, bad locker rooms, one that were, were diverse, one that some that weren't. You, you've, you've literally seen it all. And I feel like just with your personal life and just with your experience in the wrestling community, you really pose a really unique position to really be able to pass back the education to help the people that are, you know, wanting to get into this business, but may not know what's right and what's wrong, what's ethical and what's not. Because, you know, when it comes down to abuse, a lot of it is just really the manipulation of somebody's kindness or at, at some point this unknowingness. So um, that's where I kind of wanted to start at. You know, where, where do we go from here is, 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 is my question. Um, I hope, you know, like, unfortunately, not everybody's going to believe everybody's story. And you always hear like, oh, you need proof. You need this. You need that. But with all the accusations coming out, I just hope that at least even if you don't believe one specific person, that at least each promoter will try to make a safer locker room and a safer place for fans and talent because fans are getting harassed just as Mm -hmm. much as the talent, too. So. Hopefully, you know, just everybody will take this into consideration. And when they are putting a show together, make sure that it's safe on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and how does it now change your position going into locker rooms? Because I know at times you could take a booking, do the match, do merch, meet and greets, whatever it may be, and roll out. But now it feels like you bear a responsibility going into locker rooms now because I feel like, Again, with the hashtag speaking, with the hashtag speaking out is more. It's not just a testimony, but now it becomes a, a movement, and then movements become revolutionary. And then you know your name is now in stored in this because you're a staple of this. And you just you know once you once you dropped yours, it was a chain reaction because other people found confidence within you to do, be able to tell theirs. So how does that really change your position going into the locker rooms now? Um, yeah, I did not expect my story to get as much traction as it did. Um, I was just, especially, you know, I just came out, like, I wanted to tell it just because, you know, to support other women. Like, I didn't name the person. I didn't want the focus to be on the person, even though, unfortunately, some people are still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I just wanted to let people know, like, hey, I've experienced something like this, too. 
And, you know, I have your back. I support you. My story, unfortunately, I wasn't even a talent then. I was a fan when this happened. Mm. So that's why I said, you know, it happens to fans as well. And just going forward now, even more, just I'm going to have everybody's back and, you know, do anything that I can. If I see something going on, try to, like, stand up for a person or if somebody comes to me with their story, you know, talk to them, help them however I can. And just try to be a support system. We all need to support each other. That's right. That's right. I think, yeah, unity um, is going to be one of the most powerful things moving forward for this year in, in all in all forms. Uh, it's just people being able to come together and unify front and voice to be able to get the right message and um, positivity out there. Um, when 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 you did muster up the courage to do this, and I know it's not such a seamless process. I know there's maybe some back and forth and a little bit of struggling to do so. Um, overall, as a person, how do you feel after knowing that you did get it out? Like, did, did, does it change the dynamics of your mentor or do you does it still just feels like, you know, more responsibility as far as on a mental capacity now? Um, I feel better about it. And I know a lot of people were touched by it, which was nice. Like I said, I didn't expect it to get the traction that it did. Yeah. And, you know, I just like I said, I wanted to share it and. For, I feel like I was fortunate enough, like my sto- the story could have been way worse than what it turned out to be. You know, I've seen so yeah. many horror stories where, you know, the women's out with a lot more than I did. And I didn't I just didn't want it to come off like oh, I'm just trying to get attention to or something like that. You know, I just wanted to share my support and solidarity, not like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get attention, whatever. And that's what another reason why I didn't name the person, because I didn't want it to be all about that. And so, you know, just knowing that it helped other people want to say their story. So I'm, it makes me glad that I did it because I did struggle. I'm like, should I tell it? Are people yeah. really going to believe me? Are people really going to care? You know, so like I said, it could have been worse. Like I didn't really come out harmed. And like for me, it was weird because when it happened, it was just like, oh, this is crazy. Like I was scared in the moment. But like, you mm-hmm. know, once everything ended, it was just like, OK, like, wow, what a crazy night. It didn't mm-hmm. really dawn on me till much later you know, maybe in the last year or two where I saw more women coming up out with their stories. And I'm like, wow, like I went through that too. And like, right. it didn't really, like, I didn't really feel like a victim or like, you know, or survivor or anything like that. I guess maybe because, you know, nothing too bad happened compared to other people. So I'm like, but you know, I'm like, that's not okay for a man to do that to anybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, just again, it made me want to share it because I know there's so many other women and I know people are saying I should say the person to like warn other people. And I don't think it's about that right now, you know, and hopefully, yeah. you know, just the story alone will warn people just, you know, be careful of your surroundings and stuff. Yes, indeed. And I think that's um, I think that's very, very um, well said and powerful because the focus should always be on the survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you name a name then the narrative becomes about that person and um i've been doing um a a lot of research as of recently because of different things and i just realized like you know not only is it you against you know just this toxic masculinity of people out there that's not going to believe you for whatever reason but the Mm -hmm. system also really isn't built to support women in these claims when it's you versus the mega corporation or you versus the popular star, whoever it may be. Um, And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, is 
it's truly, this <laughs> is almost unspeakable at times. But I, again, this is why I think it's really important to keep the focus on the survivors here and telling their story and coming together and then providing resources, um, education, and, um, and, and so on. And I, I want to be clear when I'm saying education too, that's not education and speaking of like, you know, if you had it did this, this wouldn't happen. Education, that's by no means am I saying here. Education is being able to bring forth the experience and testimonies of other people so that you are aware of what's not right, what's what's considered ethical and not ethical, what's considered consent and not yeah. consent. And quite frankly, since we're talking about wrestling, um, and I really love Veda Scott's um, stance on this, is how a lot of these things that are happening in wrestling, hopefully people aren't thinking that this is limited to wrestling because it transcends <laughs> beyond that. Um, it's, it's, it's really like, this isn't a norm and this isn't right. You know, mm. and and I, I I've, I've I've heard it. You know, like I I was t- like again I was talking to, talking to the boys and I've said I've heard where it's like, hey, you know, when you're a wrestler, you're supposed to show up to a show and have your gear, and you may get some work, but you may not get paid. And I'm thinking to myself like, well, that that doesn't seem right because like you know they're making money off that person, but you're like, oh, well, that's just how the business. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta. That's just how it is, and. I can imagine that that's just how it is. And that's just the business scales all across the board on different things. It's just like, oh, you know, you're supposed to get close with the promoter because, you know, you want to be on this good side. So he'll bring you in. And these are things that we just know are just, you know, unethical, as I can keep yeah. saying. And that's the conversations. And what I mean in education where we can tell people like, hey, I know old school, Old Testament way of booking back in the territory days may have did these sort of things. But we're came we've, we're coming a long way. Mm-hmm. as humanity where women are equal quite frankly women are far superior than guys in a lot of different categories mm-hmm. and we have to reprogram and change our way of thinking about this and that's where i am getting the inspiration from this is that these conversations is that women are reclaiming their power um mm-hmm. as they should and this just has to stop yes totally agree He's nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yes. Um, so, so you know, as far as coming out, when people reach out to you, which uh, I'm sure people have, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, like I said, your social media and everything is all there. Um, you know, what's kind of your message to the people that may be stumbling on how do I approach the next person? How, or how do I get my story out there? I'm scared somebody may not believe me. Or that person's too famous. I, I, I can't talk about them. Like, What's your what's your message to them? Um, you have to be ready to tell your story. And, you know, everybody's on a different level and um, there's different ways to do it. Um, I know it's like it's scary. Like you said, if the person's too famous, things like that, there are anom- anonymous sites that w- that could tell your story for you if you don't want your identity out. Um, like I chose the route not to identify the person just because I didn't think it really mattered. But, yeah. um, you know, you have to do it when you're ready. And unfortunately, there are going to be some critics and there are going to be some yeah. hurtful things. But honestly, you know, I've gotten mostly positive support and it meant a lot. So there are people that will support you, even if you get like the few jerks that will say something stupid. But know that the majority of people will believe you and will support you so don't be afraid in that sense you know it's not easy and you have to do it when you're ready but there will be people that will support you yeah i know i said in the beginning of the show but i really really want people to not to not to do two things never one um never force anybody to have to tell their story when you want them to Mm -hmm. when they're ready they will 
And number two, please stop asking. Give names, give proof. Oh, my God. The amount of people in my DMs, I've seen like all like the mentions. It's like, who, who? And everybody's speculating and they're tweeting AEW and they're doing all this. And I'm just like, you know, there's some people that are like, you know, they want to know because they feel that person should be fired. I appreciate that. But some people are just being nosy. And it's just like, come on, like it's a small thing, like a larger thing. Like I'm not that important. This person's not that important. Like you have to have something better going on in your life to be studying and like doing detective work, trying to figure out who this is, you know? But like I said, people that just want to support, because I know I've gotten messages like, you know, we've got to get that guy fired and you got to tell them so AEW will fire that person. And it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. And, you know, that's a different issue. But um you know, it wasn't about that. It was just telling, yeah. you know, I wanted to just support other women like, hey, I've been through this, too. You know, so I believe you, you know, yep. it happens all too often. That's right. Um, yeah, I, this is not your latest episode of of wrestling drama. People, uh, these are real people lives. And, um, you know, yeah. after sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, um, these victim turned survivors, which is why they're called survivors, their lives are never the same. Yeah, and and I and I really don't think people understand that is that um, you know, some people go as far as just being a shell of themselves because, you know, not only did they lose their 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 own power, but the system doesn't also help in restoring that. And it's just literally them you know, versus their walls at points. And I and I really don't think people understand that. I see people compiling lists of names, talking about who's going to be next and kind of trying to make this like it's climatic or or, or some or cinematic of some sort. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, these are real people's lives here. And I understand people are fans of uh the abusers and fans of the of the, of the survivors, but at the, at the end of the day, these survivors, these it's it's real people's lives and a lot of people, you know, when you think about the sequence of events, just like you said, you know, the, the the scenario happens and then the next day you're like, wait, I'm not really sure. And you relive an event already once and then when you come out about it, you relive it again. And then when everybody's in your message is asking who, 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 you're reliving it each and every single time somebody asks. Yep. And it just, it's, it's no going back. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I, I, I you know, but besides having each other's back, there's really no place that you can say, hey, you know, this is how you get better because it's really not a better thing. It's you just live to you just learn to live with it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and I just don't think people are understanding that uh, the the ones who are being a secondary level of attack asking who, who, who this it's not about that. It's about restoring the power in the survivors here, getting out the messages and. Um, and, and, and growing together better in unity for the community. So that's a safer place for everybody involved. So yep. you have any other words you want to give any other people today? Um, you know, anybody who's been through it, stay strong. There's been so many people that have dealt with something like this. So you're not alone. And just thank you again to everybody that sent any positive, inf- you know, info or just um, encouragement. It really means a lot. Like I said, I didn't expect this to blow up as much as it did. And, you know, for the people that don't believe me, I really don't care. <laughs> like, You know, and I get it. You know, sometimes, you know, there's been one or two cases where the woman has lied or somebody has lied on somebody. So I get it. You know, everybody wants to see, you know, you can't just say some things. I get that. But, 
you know, this is my story. It's 100 percent true. Not looking for attention really was just to support others. And, you know, I support everybody that's been through it and grateful for everybody that supported me. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time and, um, you know, putting additional uh, vibes out there on the, and, and, and spotlight on this. And, you know, like I said, I'm always here for you. And uh, let's uh, continue to celebrate this lovely Juneteenth. Yes. <laughs> let's get this to be a national holiday, folks. Yes. I yeah. like where this is going. Like, I feel good I, Like by I next year. It. I think I, so. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And like I said, folks, you know, this is just the beginning. We got to work together, stick together, and let's drive in unity to just provide a better world humanity for each other. Until the next time, everybody, much love, peace, and happiness. All I really need.